Welcome to Riverdale. So like, I don't even know where to start. Okay, um, one, you know, FYI guys, coming at you a little late. So I had some technical difficulties with my um, equipment, <laughs> I'll say. But getting on to this episode, another episode that I sat with while um, visiting my favorite white people over at Riverdale. <laughs> um, there were so many things going on this episode, and I'm so... kind of at a loss for words like shit is crazy um picking right back up the chaos does not end again i can't help but i guess get excited every time this show comes on or every time i think about that we have 22 episodes of this ridiculous fuck shit going on and it's i don't know it just does my heart a world of good to see that I don't know that it's just this fucking crazy so this episode is um chapter 16 the watcher in the woods and I don't know I don't even know where to begin so I kind of broke it down into the storylines I'll start off with Veronica and her family which is utterly ridiculous um Veronica is still bumping kids with her mother Hermione I think is doing a pretty good job at being this villain I I don't know how I feel about her making a like 180 from how she was last season with Veronica to now because it seems as if Hiram's presence has changed her but then did it really change her did it just I don't know reveal more of who she was um I don't want her to take a back seat to him but I'm still confident in the show and I'm holding on to this idea that she won't be this just like overarching villain and the thing that kind of got me feeling that way and feeling hopeful is the scene between her and Hiram and her and Veronica and this is spoilers and flashing forward like so far into the end but um well I'll I'll take a step back Veronica um the show opens (laughs) let's do it this way the show opens with uh Kevin Keller doing what he did last season which is hooking up in the woods which is like Okay, teach his own, do your thing. While he's hooking up in the woods, in true Riverdale fashion, there are gunshots. <laughs> and the guy he's with just like doesn't even complete the kiss. He just turns and takes the fuck off. He's like, all right, nigga, we, <laughs> I'm not here for you, brother. I ain't trying to die. So Kevin, with his very much um, stereotypical white people in a horror movie ass, walks towards the sound. And I'm thinking, mmm why like i don't know if being um having that privilege makes him you know feel like he's invincible or maybe that you know he's the sheriff's son but that is utterly ridiculous so he he goes and um finds a screaming hollering midge bursting out of the car so of course like i um i think i predicted that midge and moose would not be dead uh and i didn't look at the imbd so it's not like i um, spoiled it for myself but she wasn't dead and I was like oh okay good 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 and um but apparently Moose is a metahuman superhuman mutant or something because uh, apparently the Black Hood shot him but because he was so big and bulking and large he absorbed the bullets <laughs> or something <laughs> where he shielded Midge's body and she didn't get hurt but <coughs> 
she damn sure took off running out of that car like there was no indication that she waited to see if moose was okay <laughs> which is probably inferred so i'm not gonna harp on her about that um i will say midge is a very pretty girl um i was trying to figure out if she was asian or not and the actress that plays her i believe is is a white girl which you know there's nothing wrong with that but i just thought that midge was asian i was about to be like okay riverdale y'all doing a damn thing um i did not do my googles as i should have so if she is and you know it please correct me uh on online carefree blurred on twitter uh so we open up with that and then we get kevin at the uh angel grove juice bar or whatever that they have smack dab in the middle of this fucking school where no one goes to class they just hang out solve murders and sit around talking shit so <laughs> veronica tells her dad that she wants um him to meet her friends and have them over to watch the bachelorette tonight and be so much fun i'm thinking bitch Veronica, what the hell is going on with you? <laughs> there's a killer on the loose, but then, you know, her logic being that, although there's a killer on the loose, I do want my father to meet my friends, or my friends to meet my father, because I keep forgetting that she's supposed to be this trendy bad girl from New York, because this character, she, this actress doesn't give off that Veronica from the comics vibe, not in the way that Cheryl does, but I keep forgetting that she's supposed to have had this checkered past where it was just flashing lights and alcohol and her dad doing bad things so that fit and um so everybody gets invited to veronica's house for this and archie with his i don't know rinse wearing ass he walks into uh kevin like what were you even doing in the woods that late you know there's a killer on the loose you could have been hurt and he's like well you know i was doing some night jogging and the look on betty's face and i had to go back and like find this twisted up look in her face which had me in tears because she was like nigga night jogging <laughs> and she's so judgmental she's so controlling like betty is ugh. she's like i love her but i hate that i love her but i love her a lot but i see that she is so problematic like i was saying last episode with her and um jughead thinking that they are the heroes of this story when they are clearly the villains um what else we get we get and i'm gonna jump around a bit here jughead going back to his south side school which i'm like why in the hell are you even at riverdale high when you're supposed to be a school on the south side like you're just hanging out in this school not doing a damn thing how are you even on school grounds you don't even go to this school so he um walks up and who pops the fuck up tony topaz tony motherfucking topaz she is a character from archie comics um a relatively newer character i think she was created about 2012 and this girl for me has always read as latina and i believe that she is but what i found online was just her comic book um introduction and she is um she likes food, especially cupcakes, creativity, and Jughead. Uh, she dislikes loudmouths like Reggie, and she dislikes dishonesty. She first appeared in Jughead's Double Digest 176 back in 2012. And again, she always read as uh, as Latina to me. And the actress playing her, again, I didn't do my Googles. Please don't shoot me. Um, 
But yet, if you know, please uh, inform me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, using the hashtag WTRPod, what um, race this girl is, because I think she's black, but then I think she's Latina as well. All that aside, I'll look it up and then figure it out and post it up later, but a woman of color. And I love fucking Tony Topaz. Like, and she was her down to, you know, skin tone, hair color, photography, all that good shit. So she's his, um, his, his, his student guide or whatever. So they go, and I know, <laughs> I'm all over the place, but Tony Topaz is a serpent, which in the comics, I don't think she is, but whatever. So she's a serpent and she's showing him around the school, the school that he's been in, like, at least for a week now, so he knows about. And it's so funny how they're trying to portray that this is such a bad school. You have graffiti all over the walls. You have people doing jingle jangle in the corner. And then you get to the most unrealistic part of this show. Well, to me, anyways. Why in the hell they go to the cafeteria and there's like mist fog and a chain link fence in the middle of the cafeteria? Like, that is so odd. But whatever so uh, <laughs> so I think there's like this budding romance between Tony Topaz and Jughead and I don't see it and it's not I just don't I, I don't see it so I'm wondering if this is something they're going to explore which I'm pretty sure they are because we get the scene between Betty Tony and Jughead where it's like oh we both bought coffee pots and oh we both work with Jughead and oh we both have a newspaper it's it's odd I, i'm not really here for it but you know i'll see how how everything um kind of develops and i'll check in with you guys so we got jughead tony topaz and betty now the betty wasn't really that active this episode and um and the parts that she was we're going to get to that but the part that i thoroughly enjoyed was polly leaving um leaving home because we find out that the black mask or the black hood rather is targeting people in Riverdale kind of like an angel of death trying to clean up Riverdale and he says in a note that he leaves for Mrs. Cooper that he's like he went after the adulterer because I was trying to figure out in my head I couldn't place why Fred was in this mix of characters so of course he went after Grundy because she was sleeping with these uh, kids and then he went after Moose and Midge who he said were the fornicating drug users and he said he went after Fred because he's the adulterer and I'm like damn that's 100% right like he slept with that married woman but she also slept with him well no slept with his pushing I'm sorry he he had interactions with a married woman and she had them with him so now I'm thinking how soon until Hermione is targeted until she's shot at or stabbed or something like it takes two to tangle yes Fred is the one who isn't married in this situation but that don't make him any less um culpable for his um part in it as she is so I'm waiting for that and I'm it's like kind of sitting in the back of my head and I'm hoping that they go through with that as well because it's like you can't pick and choose these sins in which you're going to uh, punish people for so this whole Christianity religious overtone of this angel of death who's after all these people and eh, whatever so um i'm really interested to see how that unfolds and what happens if someone else will be caught in a crossfire hell will veronica get shot trying to shoot her mom um will hiram get shot just because he's in the wrong place wrong time and then hell hiram has done all this shady shit himself and this angel of death in the black mask is the um 
going after sinners hell he sinned you know but then again he has been to jail for his sins so is that maybe making up for it I don't know I'm just grasping at straws here people so um and we get Kevin in the woods now this is the part of the show that really stood out to me and I felt more passionate about much like for those of you who listen to Carefree Black Nerd uh CBN Pod I did a, and The Pool I did a um review over Iceman I forget I think it was like number three where him and Kitty Pry were together on this little mission and they were saving this guy and Kitty had an issue with him having come out as being gay and not talking to her about it and I felt as if okay I can see you having some issue there but at the same time bitch you got your own life mind your goddamn business and that's kind of the way I felt with Betty here because her um her and Cheryl corner um Kevin in the woods and it's like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? So Betty's going off like, how? I told you, you know, you can't be in the woods. We got to kill her on the loose and this, this, and that. And she even asked him, which this show was so funny. She asked him, why can't you just hook up on Grindem like all the other gay guys? And his response is, oh, well, because people are never who they say they are online. When you see them in person, what you see is what you get. A few things to unpack here. Grindem. <laughs> <laughs> referring to the, the gay hookup app Grinder, <laughs> which I thought was so funny and it's so cute for this show like I just love the way they rework these real world things and make them very Archie-esque um, secondly this idea that you can't meet anyone online because they're not who they say they are but you meet people in person and what you see is what you get we'll get back to that the issue that I have with um this Betty Kevin exchange is Kevin has to blow up on her like look and this is why they're in the woods after he tried to find somebody to hook up with he's like I don't have the options that you do you know I have to kind of get it where I can and I'm sympathetic to him in that regard but I feel like in the same instance motherfucker there's a killer in the woods ain't no piece of sex ain't no piece of kissing out and making out and fooling around and filling up somebody worth increasing your chances of being murdered um cheryl brought to light that in this universe or this rendition of uh riverdale and kevin and all this that he used to be a, a fat guy a fat ugly kid back in the day now he's a smoke show as she says he's an attractive um, gay guy now and so he's fighting with these insecurities that he had from being this young fat unattractive guy and I'm I'm all for that and that being the motivation behind what's going on but I just feel like there were other ways in which this could have been explored on the show but it kind of drove his point home that this desire that he has or this need to feel wanted or feel validated is so strong that not even a killer in the woods or in Riverdale can trump his um his need to feel that connection and that's a very powerful thing and I appreciated that but I'm just thinking like nigga there's somebody in the woods and the thing that makes me backtrack on saying I appreciate that is the fact that like Betty said why don't you meet guys on this app and your response being oh well they're never who they are they say they are in person but when you meet them it's somebody in person what you see is what you get do you not understand that you're still going to meet these people in person who you meet on this app and they, they make this narrative that Riverdale was this small town that being gay is taboo but I'm thinking like nigga you just came off of season one where you one hooked up with Moose 
who is the one of the star football players. You um, had a whole ass boyfriend who was in the gang on the Southside Serpents for most of that season. He went away only because of his involvement in the murder from last season. Then you're hooking up with these guys in the woods. Then we know this app exists in this universe. So where this is probably someone's lived in experience, you have these avenues in which you can reach out to people and you have access to all these people, but you can't still cry that same tune. Like I can't accept that on the one hand, you're this poor small town gay guy with no options so you have to hook up in the woods okay but I can't accept that in this very same universe you hooking up with all these goddamn people in the woods there's this app with all these people on it you had a whole goddamn boyfriend who was part of a gang who's stereotypically should have been against gays and blacks and anybody you know who's different but you you're having all this success in these arenas I it just can't I'm that doesn't compute to me it just doesn't and so for Kevin to still be out here hooking up and shit in the woods while this killer is on the loose I don't I, I don't buy it I don't I don't accept that it's over that's cancelled no. <laughs> but he did have um, a point in what he said which is like Betty we don't have the same options we don't live in the same world you can uh, cry about oh do I like Archie oh do I like Jughead you can have your first kiss you can go to the dance with your boo and this that and the third and he said I don't have that and that I do understand like I can that for me exists smoothly in this storyline in this arc in this world that we've created in Riverdale but this whole idea that I have all these options on one hand but I'm still gonna run to the woods and hook I don't know it just that was very off-putting to me and it's Really because, I don't know, I don't want to get too deep, I want to keep this light, but it's just like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? And then on top of that, your dad is the sheriff, so I don't know if it's like this thing with preacher's kids and police officer's kids where they, you know, stereotypically are the bad kids or the wild kids, but it's just like, man, it's just you and your dad, and your dad is so close to these murders because he is investigating them, and you're still out playing with your life? I don't know. I don't know. There's much more to, to, to discuss. But I just, I can't, I just, I'm not accepting any of this shit that Kevin is saying. And I hate to say it, but I'm on Betty's side. Because it's like, nigga, all the shit you've been through in your life, that's all fine and good. But you are still a privileged motherfucker who has other options and don't have to resort to hooking up in the woods where you're more likely to be murdered. <clears throat> and I don't know, um... Betty is a villain as we've discussed in the last episode but I really feel like this is one of the moments in which she shined where her good intentions although they may have fucked up her friendship are still good because she showed up at um, the sheriff's house and was like look your son is out there in the woods hooking up I, you need to do something about it and so of course the show ends and their friendship probably won't be repaired for a few episodes if not till next season but I still I'm I think Betty did the right thing <clears throat> considering one these are still supposed to be children although these hoes don't ever go to class <laughs> they investigate murders they do whatever the hell they want to when they want to um, they are still kids they're 15, 16 ish sophomore, junior ish age and um, you out here hooking up in the woods nigga get, get your life together um <clears throat> that being said moving on to the final storyline which was the funniest to me which is Archie um going crazy creating the 
who run the world girls video or recreating the lemonade video like he um visits moots in the hospital and you know has this fire lit under his ass because him and reggie which we saw reggie uh who is an actual smoke show <laughs> this episode again and you know they're at football practice and he's like well Moose got shot Moose and Midge blah whatever and one thing I thought was very interesting about this scene is that we have Archie and we got Reggie and we got characters like Moose and Kevin and Betty and Veronica who look like full grown adults but in this football scene we have all these extras <laughs> who are clearly like actual high school aged people and so it looks so odd with these big muscular six feet plus 200 plus pound ass niggas standing around acting and then you got these scrawny little kids <laughs> mixed in. it was uh so anyways um Archie goes to the hospital, visits this man, like, oh, you saved her life, Mitch could have been dead, oh, did you take a look at the guy, what, did you look at his eyes, and Moose is like, nigga, I'm laying here in the bed, almost dead, don't nobody give a fuck about that man's eyes right now, calm down, but he says, yeah, the guy's eyes were green, Mitch is like, oh, no, they were dead, he's like, he were dead inside, like he was an angel of death, okay, girl, relax, you just heard Pop say that, but, um, I'm thinking that, um, the black mask or black hood whatever with these piercing green eyes acting a fool um playing with the idea that perhaps he is wearing contacts like whoever this person is because the eyes are what is exposed and he's walking around willy-nilly doing whatever the hell he wants and the eye color is kind of the most defining feature of this masked vigilante who's to say those aren't contacts like to kind of throw you off um but then when Archie meets with Veronica's dad and has dinner and goes into his study, Hiram is like, you know, you need to strike first. And I'll paraphrasing, but he's like, don't let this motherfucker, don't react. You need to, you know, be offensive. <laughs> so him and Reggie driving around, you know, doing this little red circle, circle K watch group patrolling the, the um, Riverdale and they're putting fires up everywhere, which they're pretty much starting a vigilante police force. And um, so the sheriff comes to Archie and was like, nigga, what are you doing? This is dangerous. Like, we're investigating the crime. Um, Weatherby, with his old black ass, Mr. Morgan Freeman Jr., talking about, oh, no, this is a, a school group that I've, uh, you, you know, I've endorsed. And, you know, you can't expect for a killer to be out here killing people and the kids not want to protect their own. Again, these are children take your ass home and let the police do their job but um the most interesting thing about this episode or the way it ended being that <laughs> Archie got on YouTube with all his shirtless friends and put out an ISIS style like <laughs> ISIS slash lemonade slash um girls who run the world um video of him kind of threatening the black mask or black hood and I'm thinking what the hell are you really thinking like and why doesn't your dad have a handle on what the fuck it is that you're doing like this I don't know Archie is fucking ridiculous um but that's pretty much the episode in a nutshell and I'm 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 over Archie already but I'm thinking like what's going to happen because if Archie's starting this little army and we got the South Side Serpents, and then we find out that the Goonies, or whoever they are, this other gang on the South Side, are the ones who, like, brought the drugs into Riverdale. Um, we got the Goonies, we got the Serpents, we got this new Red Circle, 
which is um uh red circle is i believe it's an imprint of archie comics where it's like their superhero line again i didn't do my googles my apologies everyone um but so it's based off of that and so they're the little vigilante group so we got the red circle the goonies the serpents and then um we got Hiram with his little developing Riverdale, whatever he got going on. Then we got the mayor trying to keep the peace. And I'm thinking that there's going to be some type of war, some type of Walking Dead or Game of Thrones style, like all out brawl somewhere in this season. And it's being sparked off by this black mask, black hood person. Um, and that being said, who is uh, the black mask, black hood, whatever, hood mask, criminal who is this vigilante um going back to something that pop said uh, a couple episodes ago about there being riots back in the day i think this riot this war is going to be a riot that's going to kind of burn down riverdale and the surrounding area the tri-city area um but who is the black mask i don't know i want to say it's hiram or someone he um hired and really the question of the season is who shot fred fred andrews but that becomes who is the black mask and so that i think will be the running question throughout is who is the black mask and i don't know i'll still say that it could possibly be the sheriff um i'll say possibly someone that hiram has uh paid or hired or whatnot and then perhaps i don't know seeing as how Polly, who who said out loud herself, I am the poster child for sin, and this motherfucker's going after sinners. I am an unwed, pregnant by my cousin mother. So it could be um, Polly's dad, Mr. Cooper. But then I'm thinking like, you know, because she hasn't been shot or killed or murdered or anything, that it could possibly be her. But I'm thinking like, eh, I don't know if that's a stretch, but shit, it, it, stretching out, it could be Hal Cooper. So we got the sheriff, we have someone that Hiram may have um, hired, and we have Hal Cooper. But then, we really don't know who else to suggest. I don't know. Who do y'all think the Black Mask is? You know, what did you think about this episode? And then going forward, you know, uh, hit me up. Hit me up before I can drop an episode. Be like, motherfucker, what about X, Y, and Z? Or what about this? Or what about that? But no, in all seriousness, who do you think is the black mask? You know, hit me up. Um, leave the comment on SoundCloud. Um, send me a tweet, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag WTRPod on all social media. Um, hell, screenshot something and send me a picture on Instagram. Uh, Carefree Black Nerd. But all in all, I'm just, I want to get down to the bottom of who the black mask is, but or black hood, whatever. But at the same time, it's like it's all this other shit going on. I'm just enjoying the ride at this point. There is no predicting anything for me. I just want to know, you know, what's next. You know, what what can you do next, Riverdale? Who else is gonna die? Who else is gonna be attempted to get murdered? Who? What's next? <laughs> and what is this all leading up to? But um, I don't know. That being said. My favorite character of this episode, probably Tony Topaz. Like seeing that brown girl pop up on screen with her pink hair, uh, in her f- photography, <laughs> um, being part of the serpents. Like I, I'm here for that. So I'll say Tony Topaz. Um, favorite scene? Hmm. It'll probably be that 
girls who run the world scene with Archie and his uh, fellow comrades. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that being said, stay carefree, stay out of Riverdale, and um, apparently stay in these gangs because now they're accepting women of color. So, um, <laughs> all you ladies out there, all you ladies pop you up. No, uh, join the Southside Serpents today. <laughs> all right, y'all, till next time.